got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Can't lie, Kings fans, kind of running out of things to say here. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. The Sacramento Kings lose in Detroit tonight, 127 to 106. Yes, in Detroit. The Detroit Pistons. Kings lost by 21 points to the Detroit Pistons. Good news, though. They didn't fool us and make us think the game was going to be close there at the end. Instead, they took the opposite approach. They were losing by a lot in the fourth quarter, and they just said, the hell with it. Let's just lose by a lot more. Took all the drama out of it. Thank you to the Sacramento Kings for that one. The Kings have now lost six games in a row as their record falls to 15 and 29. <sighs> I don't know what we'd say here at this point. I guess we could fill you in here on the, I, I, the important stuff, the not so important stuff. You could feel like, we'll, we'll start with this. Uh, no Marvin Bagley. I don't know. Did I thank you for listening already? I'm, I'm, I'm all, all, all over the place. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for making the Sacramento Kings podcast a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. Uh, I appreciate it. Aaron Bruski appreciates it. The whole family at the Hoopball Network uh, appreciate it. Uh, no Bagley today. Left foot soreness. Okay. This is a trend. Uh, no Andre Drummond for the Detroit Pistons. Like, okay. Big for a big. We'll take it. Uh, Andre Drummond has a lacerated lip. Okay. Uh, so we've got that. We've got those two guys balancing out. We've had the debut of Kent Bazemore. So for those of you who asked what the Kent Bazemore, Trevor Ariza deal meant for the Sacramento Kings this season, the... I think you've got your answer. It was the answer we alluded to all weekend. And God bless Kent Bazemore. This isn't, this is not his fault. And Kent Bazemore being brought in here to be anything other than what he is, is foolish. Welcome back, Anthony Tolliver. Like Luke Walton sent a whole bunch of subs in with like two minutes. Like, man, what are you doing? The game had been over for about eight Really, the game had been over for about two quarters. But the final two and a half minutes you throw those dudes out there, man, what are you doing? Harrison Barnes played 35 freaking minutes tonight. For what? You know, I may have said this before, so if I'm repeating myself, please forgive me. But I'm beginning to think that Luke Walton's not a very good coach. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go a step further and say, I'm not beginning to think I am now a full belief that Luke Walton is not a very good coach. As a matter of fact, I'm going to stop referring to Luke Walton as the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, and I'm just going to refer to him as uh, the Sacramento Kings little buddy. Because that's what he is. Because any minute, we're going to go to the press conference, and he's going to make it, he's going to spin the wheel of excuses, and he's going to praise Kent Bazemore in his debut. And again, God bless Kent Bazemore. He didn't do anything wrong. And he's going to pick a player, and he's going to praise him. Maybe he's going to praise Buddy Heald, who was 2 of 9 from 3. He was 6 of 16 from the field. Maybe he's going to praise him for not doing anything just outwardly dumb. 
I don't know. Maybe he's going to talk about the free throw issue. Maybe he's going to talk about how in a 48-minute game, how did the Sacramento Kings only get to the foul line such and such amount of time? Well, spoiler alert, if you didn't see the game, Kings went to the foul line 23 times. They shot 52.2% from the foul line. Now, if you've ever been on a basketball floor, you ever been to 24-hour fitness, you ever been to Cal Fit, you ever just been anywhere, you ever just gone to the park and shot free throws, it's exceptionally difficult to only hit half of your free throws. Like, even just, I mean, think about that. De'Aaron Fox was 5 of 9. Point cards shooting 50% from three is a problem. I mean, I really believe professional basketball players shooting 50% from the line is a problem. Go to the park. Go to 24-hour fitness. Go to CalFit. Go to wherever your gym. Go to wherever your hoop is. That you, If it's in your driveway, go to the driveway. Shoot 20 free, 23 free throws. To the best of my knowledge, no one listening to this podcast gets paid in the vicinity of one to 20 point million dollars. I'm going to guess. Could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, please forgive me. At least if you make one to 20 million dollars, you don't do it to play basketball. And again, if you do, forgive me. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you listening. But go shoot 23 free throws. I bet you, you make more than 12. The Kings, 12 of 23 from the free throw, free throw line. The only thing worse, 10 of 35 from three-point range. 28.6% to go along with the 42.9% that they shot from the field. For those wondering... The Detroit Pistons, they shot 44 free throws tonight. Thonmaker shot 11 of those. 44 free throws. They were 37 of 44 for 84.1%. I can't wait. I got to imagine the Sacramento Kings little buddy Luke Walton is going to bring up the free throw discrepancy. I wouldn't bring up the free throw discrepancy unless you're going to bring up the amount of free throws the Sacramento Kings took versus the amount of free throws that the Sacramento Kings actually made. 127 to 106. The writing was on the wall in this game very early. It got off to a rough start. Now, the Kings actually took a one-point lead into the second quarter. That disappeared pretty quickly as they were outscored 31 to 23 in the second and wound up trailing at halftime and it got and it just got significantly worse there in the third quarter but the writing was at the wall very very early in this game the Pistons who for those unaware are 17 and 28 on the season tonight was their 17th win the Pistons were making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake and what did the Sacramento Kings do? Nothing. They didn't do anything. They capitalized. If the, if, the, if the Pistons turned it over twice, the Kings maybe uh, capitalized on one of those turnovers. If the Pistons missed 10 shots, the Kings maybe made one. They just couldn't capitalize on any mistake 
that the Detroit Pistons made, and they were making a lot of them. This game was uh, this this game was awful, and I can't blame the Detroit Pistons. The Kings should have been up by a minimum of you know, thirteen at the at the end of one. They should have been up by at least thirteen, but they were not. Hey, good news though for the Kings. Let's see if Luke Walton brings this up. They they had more assists than the Pistons did. Good, right? They even uh, had more points in the paint, fifty six to fifty. They had more points in the paint than the Pistons did. They had less turnovers than the Pistons did. Pistons had 17 turnovers. Kings had 11. Kings only lost the rebound battle by three. 48 to 43. Look at those metrics right there. Less turnovers, more assist, just a smidge less rebounds. And the Sacramento Kings managed to lose this game by 21 points. So what are we going to do here? What? Oh, it's just one of those nights, missed shots. We're going to do that? Oh, it's just stuff happens, even though this is their sixth loss in a row. Is that really? I'm just anxious to hear what Luke Walton's going to say. Is he just going to say, oh, the shots just didn't fall tonight? We got some good looks. They just didn't go down. Is that what he's going to say? Or is he going to say, oh, it was really difficult without Marvin Bagley, while also ignoring the fact that the Detroit Pistons didn't have Andre Drummond? But that's, that's irrelevant. I told you I was running out of things to say, man. I don't know what uh, what else is left to do other than to criticize this team. I mean, this isn't the you know the the Detroit Pistons podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network, but Derrick Rose had a hell of a game. He had twenty two points tonight. He was eight of seventeen from the field. He had eleven assists. I mean, the All Star push for Derrick Rose is real. I don't think he's going to get in, uh, but I think the push is real. I think the push is legitimate. We saw a great shot of Blake Griffin on the bench where he has spent a large portion of this season. So Blake Griffin and Marvin Bagley have a lot in common here this year. I don't know what y'all want to do with this, man. I thought Kent Bazemore was fine when he entered the game. He actually played more minutes than I thought he would. Uh, He's going to kind of play the role of Trevor Ariza. He's probably a better shooter than Trevor Ariza is. Not he, he, at this point in his career, is a better defender. We saw a Harry Giles sighting, by the way. 11 minutes of Harry Giles. We saw a Yogi Ferrell sighting for some reason. There is no rhyme or reason as to why Yogi Ferrell does and doesn't play. I guess, again, I'm just anticipating Luke Walton's press conference. Is he going to... Well, we were hoping Yogi would provide us a spark. I think I'm just going to listen to the entire... Normally, we don't we don't have the entire press conference because I just get sick of listening to him. But I'm anxious to hear if he's just going to... Like, what he's going to say about Yogi Ferrell. I, f- I feel like he has some secret hatred to him. I just... I don't understand why Yogi Ferrell doesn't play. I really don't. Corey Joseph played 16 minutes tonight. Bogdan Bogdanovich, I guess, you know, along with De'Aaron Fox. Bogdan Bogdanovich, De'Aaron Fox, those were the lone... You know, the lone bright spots for the Kings. Um, again, neither one, you know, 8 of 17 from the field. Eh, given that that was actually, that's both of their their uh, field goal percentage. 8 of 17. Bogey shot 3 of 8 uh, from behind the arc. Not really much in the way of stats elsewhere. Uh, De'Aaron only had 3 assists. He did have 3 steals tonight. Uh, 
Buddy continues to struggle from behind the three-point line. Let's check. What is, I, I, I doubt this will be updated to the moment. Uh, I think the last time we checked, Buddy Heald's three-point percentage on the season was 36%, 36.4%. Maybe it is updated. It's 36.3% here uh, as I'm looking now. Uh, his career average is uh, 40.6 from behind the three-point line. So he is going through a massive, massive struggle right now. Despite the fact he is playing 34.5 minutes per game. There was a point this season where the Kings looked like they had uh, established themselves. Oh, I'm looking at this stat on NBC. The uh, Detroit Pistons bench outscored the Sacramento Kings bench by 30. Damn near 30. I think it was 63 to 35. That was bench scoring for Detroit versus Sacramento. 63 versus 35. There was a point this year where the Kings very much felt like they had established themselves as a defensive unit. There was a point this season where the Kings were winning games on the defensive end. And, you know, I don't care about pace. Like, I, the, the, the pace of the game. The team we saw last year has long been dead. We've, we acknowledged that on the podcast a long, long time ago. But it, it was okay when it was like, okay, you're – Playing in the half court, you 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 want to okay. Luke kept talking about in the future we're going to do this, and in the future we're going to do that, and we want to be a defensive team. I thought they had accomplished that. So if you want to spin the wheel of excuses and blame this disastrous fifteen and twenty nine uh, season so far on the on injuries, okay. Even injured teams find a way to like like what if when you look at the Kings and you look at the injuries that and you look at what they've dealt with in terms of their roster in terms of different things like that, and you see what the Oklahoma City Thunder have done. Now the Oklahoma City Thunder are different in the sense that they they haven't had like a bunch of high profile injuries like the Kings have. They just had a complete roster turnover, right? Headed into the year, they had a complete roster turnover. They're twenty six and nineteen right now. They're 26 and 19. People had written off Oklahoma City in borderline embarrassing fashion. Just had completely written them off. They beat the Magic tonight. They've beaten a lot of teams. They're a playoff team. We're starting to get to the point of the season where you can acknowledge the Oklahoma City Thunder as easily a playoff team. And while there are plenty of great stories going around uh, the NBA tonight, Zion Williamson is making his debut as 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 I speak to you. I don't know when you're listening to this. I know many of you listen to it right as it posts because, and I'm always shocked by how many of you listen to 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 a podcast before like I go to sleep for the night. You guys are gluttons for punishment. You sit through that game. You sit through your team getting kicked in the balls by 21 points, and then you want to hear my ass talk about it. And you got to know at this point, I'm not going to say anything nice about them. I'm just going to criticize them because there is nothing nice to say about this team anymore. This team had expectations, and hey, maybe it's our fault. Maybe it's our fault for believing. Hey, you know, maybe they. Hey, I I bought into what Luke, uh, what uh, Vlade was saying. I never heard Vlade talk about the playoffs, though. I think when you fire a coach that 
get you to the best record that you've had in the better part of a decade. He gets you to 39 wins. He gets you on the cusp of 500, and he gets you on the outside of the playoff picture. I think when you make a drastic move like that, even though you don't say the word playoffs, you believe that the coach you're going to bring in next is going to get you over that hump. You believe the coach that you're going to take next is going to get you over that hump. Even though you didn't say it, but I bought it. I was like, yeah, progress. And I was of the mindset, oh, the Western Conference is going to be tough this year. I didn't think uh, I didn't think the Golden State Warriors would be this bad. I thought Steph and Draymond would be able to carry them a little bit. Obviously, they've been playing without Steph. And even before Steph got hurt, I was clearly wrong in that. I did believe, and there's plenty of record of this, that Oklahoma City was going to be significantly better uh, than anyone gave him credit for. I didn't think they would be this good, but I bought the progress line for the Sacramento Kings. I thought, yeah, they might not make the playoffs this year, but there's a very good chance they're going to be a smidge bit better than they were last year. There was a point during this season where I thought, you know, they're two games under 500. I still think they're better than they were last year. I think the way that they're playing right now is significantly more sustainable and it's more likely they can beat high-end teams with this style. I bought in. My fault. 100% my fault. Because that disappeared quickly. That disappeared very, very quickly. Let's hear what the Sacramento Kings little buddy Luke Walton has. Frustrating as it gets right there. It's, uh, you know... Basketball is a simple game. Defend without fouling. Make the right play. Knock down shots when you're open. And I feel like we didn't do. I didn't. We didn't do any of those things. And I don't know where our, our competitive spirit was, or because of injuries, we thought the game might be easy. Which they got. They got a lot of good players on that team. The team beat Atlanta a couple nights ago by 30. So I don't know. I don't know what what went into that effort by by us tonight um but it needs to we we need to fix it or it's gonna you know this road trip's just gonna get worse and worse so um i don't think anyone in the locker room's happy about it coaching staff's not happy about it we gotta we gotta we gotta fix it well, you guys are kind of telling me that your um <clears throat> your demeanor your messaging has been pretty smooth pretty even um with them throughout this how are you processing and kind of dealing with it internally right now well look it's it's about where we're going so and i'm a very i'm a patient person and i believe in our group but we need to we need to do a lot of things including uh start games with a much more competitive engaged mindset so uh, I still have all the belief in the world in our team I'm still thrilled to be coaching this team but there's some there's some things that we need to we need to improve on and improve on uh, quickly because it's too it's too late into the season to be having these same type of mistakes uh, so frequently what do you point to specifically and how do you get that through to them well, for example, we gave 44 free throws again. I mean, how many? How long have we talked about this? You know, it's it's tough to win games when you send the other team to the line 44 times. Uh, we shoot 50% from the free throw line. Uh, do a good job on turnovers. They score 17 points off our 10 turnovers. We get 16. We don't we don't take advantage of the active hands and the deflections we have. 
Um, so, you know, there's a lot of little things to point out. The theme tonight, we got a, they got two elite guards in pick and roll. That's where we have to stop tonight. And uh, those two guards, for the most part, uh, did what they wanted to uh, out there on the basketball court. Just in terms of just the competitiveness and do you coach that, do you coach that into them or that's going to come internally? No. Um, it's 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 a tricky because our group I'll give you know our group for the most part even though our record's not great they've played really hard this season uh, effort wise it's more of a mental uh, a more of a mental edge that I feel like uh, a lot of on a lot of the losses that we're we're, we're lacking as far as keeping it throughout a game we'll have nice stretches we'll get a lead um, come back at the end of a game but it's more of a, a of a mental edge uh, that is where it needs we need we, we really need to improve on you see some building blocks do you see some some things that you think you can you can work with and, and build on here absolutely like I said I think I believe in our group I think we have a, a great group we just you know we, we got to play. We got to play. We have to play much better. Um, but yes, the, this this is a group that I fully 100% believe in. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um. Well, that one was different. I'll say that that one was definitely different. That was the most. I I you know I was okay. I was okay with everything he said, you know, because he, he actually showed some emotion there for the most part and um, appeared to be agitated, acknowledged at the beginning that this was as bad as it gets. I would have loved for someone to have followed up, and I understand that the Kings kind of called time there, but I would have loved if someone had followed up and said, hey, uh, you're talking about the you know the team playing hard. You're talking about this mental edge, which quite honestly, and, and and forgive me, sorry, hoop ball, sorry to all our sponsors. I think that's bullshit. We're not measuring how hard a team plays. Like there's not a separate win loss record, right? There's not a separate. Okay, well they've lost. What are we at now? Fifteen and twenty nine. Okay, they're fifteen and twenty nine. But you know, in those twenty nine losses, man, they played really hard in twenty three of them. Like. Uh, <laughs> They said, well, what am I going to do with that? There's nothing that I can do with that. I I think fans, you know, for the most part, Kings fans want to see their team play hard, right? Kings fans, you know, hated Willie Cauley-Stein. Or hated is a strong word. I actually think you hate him more now than you did before. But you disliked Willie Cauley-Stein because he didn't play the way that you wanted him to. Rashawn Holmes, the exact opposite. He plays exactly the way you want him to. He plays If every Kings player played like Rashawn Holmes did and they lost, I'm not saying Kings fans would be okay, but I think the conversation would be different. I think most Kings fans at this point, and rightfully so, are confused. You wonder, like, how did we get from last year to this year? How did we have a formula that appeared to be working very, very well? Has anybody asked Greg Popovich what he thinks about this team? Has anybody asked Eric Spolstra or Dwayne Wade or LeBron or any of the guys who were talking about the Sacramento Kings last year? Has anybody asked them? Because 
I don't know. I haven't asked Pop. But I wonder if Pop would be like, man, this team is unrecognizable. This isn't the same team that we played last year. This is, these are just the same players in the same uniforms. But this isn't the same team. And when you realize that, I feel like there's only one place that when you spin the old wheel of blame, that it can land on. And that's on Luke Walton. There's nothing about this 15 and 29 season, injuries be damned, that I can't put on Luke Walton. This season is a failure in my eyes because of Luke Walton. And Luke Walton is the head coach of the Sacramento Kings because of the general manager and the front office. That should give you a pretty clear indication about how I feel and the direction that I think this team should go. The players on the floor are talented. Extremely talented. Losing by 21 points to the Detroit Pistons without Andre Drummond, without Blake Griffin, is unacceptable. And it's not De'Aaron's fault. I think Buddy stinks right now, but I don't think it's his fault. I don't even think it's Belly's fault. It sucks that Rashawn Holmes isn't out there. It sucks that Bagley's not out there. It sucks that you got to wonder if Bogdan Bogdanovich is healthy. You know what even sucks more is what team is Bogdan Bogdanovich going to be playing for next year? Because I'm going to assume it's not for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, the Kings can match, but can you imagine a team that finishes, I don't know, with 30 wins going into the luxury tax or just kissing the top of that salary cap? Can you imagine that? You think the Kings are the laughing stock of the league now? Wait till that happens. This wasn't my most eloquent podcast, so forgive me. I, I was sitting through that third quarter like, I don't know what to do with this. Or excuse me, not the third quarter. The third quarter was bad. I was sitting through the fourth quarter because part of me has been conditioned to believe, well, the Kings are going to make a run. It's just how close are they going to get? Are they going to get within eight? Are they going to get within six? Are we going to be talking about a game here in the final 90 to 120 seconds? And as we noted here at the, stop, at the top of the show, no, wasn't none of that. Kings were like, we're going to take all the guesswork out of this. This game was over in the fourth quarter. It was even more over. If it's a, if there's a such thing as more dead, that's what the Kings were about midway through the fourth quarter. But as always, I appreciate you tuning in uh, and allowing me to be, allowing us here on the Hoopball Podcast Network to be a part of your Sacramento Kings uh, coverage. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you rate. Make sure you review and make sure you check out mybookie.ag. One of the best sports books in all of the world. They've got a great promotion going on right now where if you uh, drop some money, they'll give you up to half of that dollar figure. For example, if you want to put in $2,000 to play with, they'll give you $1,000 of free money to play with. If you want to drop in $100, they'll give you $50 of free money to play with, but there's something to note here, and it's really, really important. The promo code has changed. Uh, if you want to take advantage of that, if you want to go to my bookie where they got more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book, if you want to parlay your bets, if you want to bet on the big game coming up in a couple of weeks, if you want to do all of that at mybookie.ag, if you want to get up to have your money in free money, 
you want to go use the promo code today. Now, I don't mean use the promo code today. I mean use the promo code today. That's the promo code today. Use that to activate the offer to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid with my bookie. And Kings fans, stay strong, man. I know this season sucks, but we'll get through it all together. Make sure you check out the podcast with Damian Barling dropping tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. Otherwise, we will see you following the Sacramento Kings and the Chicago Bulls coming up Friday night here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network.